0: Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions.
1: As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Thanks so much for checking out George and I as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement here on the Prosper Podcast. George, buddy, how are you doing? You staying safe and sane? I am. Life is good. Good, good. Glad to hear things are going... Well for you, we've got a lot of stuff happening. I know you. We, we were chatting briefly before we got started, and you've been doing a lot of training and a lot of different things you've been working on. So uh, you're making the most out of this uh, this time period. So that's good to hear. So I'm glad that you are staying busy and stay or staying uh, thinking about some things. And what we're gonna do on this uh, episode of the podcast is I, I've got a article that I saw that's sort of interesting, and I wanted to get your take on it and let you kind of give us your spin uh, that came off of Market Watch regarding retirement savers, uh, the, basically the article was retirement savers have been following generic advice. Uh, and according to fidelity, they feel as though that's a good thing, you know, during this crisis, during this downturn, uh, however you want to frame that picture. But uh, it's a lot of generic advice that we've all heard many, many times. So I wanted to get your take on some of this and see what you thought. Uh, we sent you the article, so you had time to kind of think about it. What, what's your take?
0: Well, uh, I uh, it says uh, retirement savers have been following generic financial advice and that's a good thing. Right. And uh they throw a lot of numbers out in the article and uh, basically they're telling everybody that should, they should just kind of hold the line, kind of the uh, herd mentality buy, if you will. Yeah, buy and hope. So whatever wherever you are just stay with it and if you've made a mistake don't try to change it now. Okay. It, um, you know, I uh, recently uh, submitted a, a forward to an editor uh, for uh, a, an upcoming book, and I spoke about the difference between common wisdom and common sense. And common wisdom, if you follow common wisdom, you're going to end up fighting, worrying about money. You know, the average person can't pull together $400 for a financial emergency. And um, so I'm not all for common wisdom. It's the, the kind of thing that poor people uh, share. Uh, at the same time, uh, in that, uh, that same issue of uh, MarketWatch, uh, there was an interview with a billionaire, uh, Cooperman, who had just been on CNBC, and he was commenting on his interview. And he talked about nine things that are going to never be the same as a result of the virus. And as I read through the, ar- the article, he talked about the debt spiral, and he quoted a study from about five years ago. And I remember the study very vividly because it was completely debunked. It uh, was a very simple mistake the researchers made. They left out an entire column of numbers in their Excel spreadsheet and they, they missed uh, getting the range. It was just a little software error, but it completely changed the results of the study. It completely invalidated. And actually, it, it was proof of their opposite conclusion. I got it. So, I don't think following generic advice is, is a good idea. You know, it's, direction is more important than speed. You know, going in the right direction. Here's what here's something my Uncle Joe used to say. It's better to be approximately right than precisely wrong. And if you want to go the way of everyone else, it's, it's not a happy destination. But personalize things, what does it mean for you? And follow it that way. Use common sense, but don't follow common wisdom.
1: Good, good to have Uncle Joe back. Uh, we haven't had a, a saying from Uncle Joe recently here on the podcast, so those are always fun. I It's always on my mind. Always on the mind. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll include a link to the article so that you folks can uh, check it out for yourselves and see what you make of it and see if you f- how, how you feel about the uh, conventional wisdom, if you will. And since we're going to be kind of, you know, kind of having a discussion about kind of taking uh, some things that are out there on on the mainstream and maybe picking at those a little bit and seeing how we feel about them here on this podcast with George, let's talk a little bit about Dave Ramsey, as I mentioned earlier, very respected guy got, you know, got a quite the business, quite the following, all that kinds of, you know, all those kinds of things we all kind of know. But is all of his advice worth following? Is it possible that some of the things he professes uh, may actually be not beneficial to you, could maybe even possibly hurt you? So let's take a look at some of Dave's most popular advice pieces and see if they make sense for retirees and pre-retirees. And of course, feel free to, to agree or disagree. Uh, the debt snowball, that's one of his big things. What do you think? Uh, Dave recommends tackling debt by paying down the lowest balance First, uh, regardless of the interest rates, and his argument is that, you know, you'll, you know, like a snowball going downhill, you'll pick up confidence and motivation to tackle bigger things. What's your thoughts?
0: Well, Uncle Joe would say that you don't have an interest rate problem. You have a spending problem. And uh, just like if you had too much weight, you'd have an eating problem. Uh, I agree with him completely on the debt snowball. And Susie Orman's method is to go after the highest interest rates first, the debt avalanche. If you were on a really good diet and you weighed yourself every day, and at the end of 30 days, you didn't lose anything, but you were promised on day 31 that that's when all the weight would come off, it would be really hard to stick to that without seeing any results. And that's the benefit of the debt snowball, that you pay off the smallest balance, and then whatever you are paying on that, you take and apply that to the next smallest balance. And you're seeing immediate gratification or or at least some quick gratification. You see you're making progress and you're not disheartened. You're not saying, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. And then you just quit and go out and put a vacation on your credit card so with that i completely uh, agree with dave ramsey
1: okay all right what
0: about the just
1: invest in mutual funds statement that he makes a lot Now, kind of paraphrasing that up he often suggests that uh investing is as simple as picking a couple of mutual funds and then rolling from there uh any holes in that strategy thoughts
0: well i, I agree with him in a sense that investing is better than not investing and If you wait for this perfect investment, this perfect timing, you're never going to get there. Done is better than perfect. And uh, if you've got the second or third or 15th best investment, you're still making progress as opposed to keeping it in your mattress or in in a savings account. So I don't agree with him precisely, but it's better than doing nothing. Uh, I agree with that aspect of it. Okay. Now, sometimes Dave has a
1: a few things that other advisors might consider unrealistic expectations, George. For example, I'll I'll focus in on the, you know, is implied that you can expect around 12% return on your money if you follow some of his investing guidelines, uh, and that you'll plan or can plan on spending about 8% of that. Per year and be just fine. Eight seems awfully high uh, compared to what most other financial experts say is a reasonable amount to expect to, you know, pull out of your, you know, like the 4% rule, for example.
0: Yeah, 8% seems extremely high, uh, especially for for someone that's basically a a do-it-yourselfer. You know, if Dave uh, is not calling you up on Friday, giving you a status on your account, you're really doing it yourself. I can't imagine you get a 12% return. You should look at the Dalbar studies about individual investor behavior. And uh, people rarely make even a fraction of what uh, professionals or what the market uh, gets. But 8% is... it's almost reckless to have someone consider spending 8% of their money okay. uh, for retirement. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. That's one that, that I think a lot of people probably do disagree with, you know, so our listeners there, what's your take on that? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Now, on the one hand, you might say, you know, I'd love to be able to take 8% and sure who wouldn't, but you know, will that sustain you through retirement? So, you know, make sure you're talking with your advisor about your plan and how it may or may not be affecting things. All right, two more, maybe we can see if we can squeeze these in. Cut retirement savings while paying off debt. Uh, Dave has often suggested an outlined in his baby steps to stop contributing to those retirement plans until you get out of debt. Uh, The only exception, of course, being mortgage.
0: Why might this be ill-advised in your eyes, George? I completely disagree with it because in a lot of 401ks or probably even most 401ks, there's employer matching. You can't walk away from free money too often and still expect to be financially independent at some point. And contributing to your retirement builds that habit of doing it. That again, debt's the problem only because of the spending. So get your spending under control, start to save some cash and just stick with what you're you're currently paying on the debt. As long as you do that and don't add to it, then it's a cause set in motion. And with the snowball method, you can actually calculate how long it'll take you to be completely out of debt. But the most important thing is that you don't add to it. You get your your spending under control and get in the habit of savings. Okay. And then we're going to finish off with the final one, the
1: whole one size fits all plan. You know, his seven baby steps, they're great and all, but does a one size fits all approach doesn't that kind of fly in the face of the opposite of what makes a truly great financial plan? for individuals wonderful is the customization aspect of the fact that each person's situation is different so certainly not all of his advice is controversial he has a lot of points that make sense but what are some of the your thoughts on this especially as it pertains to the one size fits all
0: well uncle joe comes up again uncle joe said direction is more important than speed And if the one-size-fits-all plan will get you moving in the right direction, if you're just starting out or you're just recovering from a financial crisis, it's not a bad thing. But as you go farther, you'll need to, to personalize your plan. You'll need to customize it for your destination. Okay. All right. Well, so folks, but you
1: know, again, Dave's got quite the following, a lot of good information that you can get there, but is it right for every situation? Maybe, maybe not. So make sure you're having a conversation with your own advisor or if you're not working with one or if you're working with George, but there's some of the things that you'd like to ask him about either whatever the case might be always, 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 as we say on the podcast, make sure you double check with a qualified professional before you take action. Like George, he's a wealth manager and chief tax strategist at McReynolds Wealth Management 215-699-1050. 215-699-1050 215-699-1050 to reach out to him immediately or make sure you check him out online uh, go subscribe to our podcast go to prosperpodcast.com that's prosperpodcast.com we'd certainly appreciate it and there's ways for you to share that with uh, different social outlets and uh, share it with you know whoever you might think needs to hear the message, we certainly would appreciate that and you can also go to George's website for a lot of other good tools, tips and resources which is mcwealth.com that's mcwealth.com George, my friend, stay safe, stay sane this another couple of weeks. We'll see how things are a few weeks from now. And until then, make sure you take care of yourself and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks, Mark. It was great talking to you.
1: I appreciate you as always, my friend. And take care, folks out there listening to the podcast. And don't forget, hit that subscribe button on Apple, Google or Spotify, whatever platform you choose. We'd appreciate it. We'll see you next time here on the Prosper Podcast. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management. Registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced-level tax planning, income tax preparation, life coaching and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.